This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> What's up, this boy, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Now, today was the day, well, technically yesterday, that the British Broadcasting Corporation came out and decided to uh, cancel. To cancel the Faulty Towers episode of Don't Mention the War. Um, to be honest, it was tied into the Black Lives Matter with some other issues that was talked about in regards to West Indians and doctors, uh, which in the context of 1970s was considered as comedy, and probably today, well, if you were to take it in today's context, might have been taken a little bit more seriously than that. But having said that, with the whole concept of Don't Mention the War and I've got to admit, that side of the actual episode was one of the things that I found very, very funny. I decided to, you know what, um, I'm going to mention the war. And uh, to say thank you to the BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation, I'm also going to talk about the heroes that saved Britain, but yet when it came down to actually paying respects to them, the Brits do want to upset the communists and the Stalin, so they had decided not to give proper credit, and being half Polish, uh, I have taken offence, decided, you know what, if everyone's taking offence, fuck it, I'm taking offence that the Brits, right, of which actually I have British citizenship and are half Scottish, that my other half didn't give credit to my other half. So anyway, I guess you're wondering, well, what do the Poles actually do? Let's, uh, let's have a look. Um, well... Long story short is Poland didn't really have the technology to fight the Germans in 1939. They were basically charging on horseback against tanks. Uh, they are courageous people. They're courageous to the point of probably insanity. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, let's have a look. June 1940, the darkest days of the Second World War. And this is taken from historicuk.com. France has fallen, bringing 30,000 Polish military personnel across the channel, including about 8,500 pilots. Having fought the German juggernaut unsuccessfully in Poland and France, these desperate exiles christened Britain the last hope Ireland. Churchill declares to the Polish Prime Minister in exile, We shall conquer together, or we shall die together. And the two agree to establish two Polish fighter wings, number 302 Poznan Squadron and number 303 Kosciuszko Squadron. Yet despite the Polish pilots' extensive combat experience, the British, like the French before them, tended to credit German propaganda, which boasted the Polish Air Force had been destroyed so quickly due to the ineptitude of its pilots. Well, in the words of public enemy, don't believe the hype. Flight Lieutenant John Kent, who was posted to 303 Squadron, summed up the feeling in his memoirs. All I knew about the Polish Air Force was that it only lasted about three days against the Luftwaffe, and I had no reason to suppose that they would since shine any more brightly operating from England. Words assume, don't make an... Never assume because it makes an ass out of you and me. Well... Hold on tight, because this is a story. The language gap made the RAF even more sceptical about the newcomers 
combat potential and teaching them British tactics became a top priority. Consequently, numbers 302 and 303 squadrons were ordered to ride tricycles equipped with radios, speedometers and compasses around airfields in practice formation. The Baden-Harden Poles did not take colony to such treatment, but they did not have to wait long to prove their metal. I'm not surprised because... Uh, yeah, would I, if, I was, uh, if I was there, I would have loved to have gone and just had a crack at the old Nazis myself. On August 13, Rux, Marcel, Hermann Goring declared the arrival of Adler Tag Eagle Day, signalling the commencement of the Luftwaffe operation to destroy the RAF. Uh, this would not go on to become the Battle of Britain. By August 19th, British losses were so significant that the Air Ministry cut the training time for recruits to two weeks compared to six months before the war. On August 33, the three squadron were carrying out training manoeuvres over Hertfordshire when Flying Officer Ludwig Paskevich spotted a large formation of German bombers and fighters. Paskevich radioed his squadron leader Ronald Killett with the words, Hello, Apennine leaders, bandits at 10 o'clock. When Killett did not dine to respond, Pastrovic broke formation and charged a Messerschmitt ME110 and in the Surrey dogfight, he and another hurricane pilot shot the German plane down in flames. This late episode was later immortalised in the repeat please scene from the Battle of Britain 1969. On his return to base, Pastrovic was severely reprimanded for ill-discipline and then congratulated for making the squadron's first kill. Polska, Polska, gets better. Later that evening, Kellett put a call through to Fight Command, declaring, under the circumstances, sir, I do think we might call them operational. Considering the RAF had lost nearly 100 pilots in the previous week alone, fucking hell, Fighter Command was in no mood to argue. The next day, August 31st, 303 Squadron went into action and during just 15 minutes of combat, managed to down six Messerschmitts without any losses. In a particular twist of fate, 303 Squadron's first day in combat came exactly one year after the Nazi invasion of Poland. In the following weeks, the squadron notched up dozens of downed enemy aircraft and hundreds of sorties. In just 42 days, 303 Squadron shot down 126 German planes, becoming the most successful fighter command unit in the Battle of Britain. None of the squadron's pilots qualified as aces for shooting down five or more enemies, including Sergeant Josef Fratzizic, a Czech flying with the Poles who scored 17 downed planes. Poles were probably like, come on, sliding brother, get in on the action, son. Overall, the squadron scored nearly three times the number of kills of the average British fighter squadron and one-third the casualty rate. In fact, the Polish record was so impressive that Stanley Vincent, the RAF commander of the base at Northolt, took it upon himself to verify their claims. Following the squadron into combat, Vincent witnessed how the Poles dived at the German bombers in their hurricanes with near-suicidal impetus. Like I told you, Poles are uh, <laughs> courageous to the point of insanity. On landing back at base, Vincent exclaimed, My God, they are doing it. Indeed, the success of the Poles was partly due to their preference for charging enemy formations and only opening fire at close quarters. A far cry from RAF squadron remover tactics, but highly effective nonetheless. What RAF pilot noted for admiration, when they go tearing down into the enemy bombers and fighters, they go so close you would think they were going to collide. The Polish exploits and daring do won them affection and admiration throughout England. Richard Cobb relates how one Polish pilot who had been shot down over the south of England was invited to join a long-standing Sunday afternoon double tennis match with a fourth partner failed to materialise. 
Another pilot came down in the South London back garden and felt the feet of a girl whom he married two months later. Nice stuff, mate. The third pilot, Shitstav Tukovsky, was spared a lynching by telling aggressive locals to just fuck off, to which they responded, Oh, Joe, he's one of ours. In total, 31 of the 145 Polish pilots who took part in the Battle of Britain died in action, while the Polish War Memorial at RAF Northwood commemorates 1,903 personnel killed. The Commander-in-Chief of Foreign Command, Air Chief Marshal Sir Hugh Downing, was blind to his assistant. Had it not been for the magnificent work of the Polish squadrons and the unsurpassed gallantry, I hesitate to say that the outcome of battle would have been the same. This assessment was echoed by the Secretary of State for the Air Force, and indeed, during some of the most desperate points of the battle, the RAF had only 350 poles to scramble, of which nearly 100 were poles. Yet at the end of the war, Polish troops were not allowed to participate in the Allied Victory Parade so as not to aggravate Joseph Stalin. That's right. After basically doing a huge part to defend Britain, to win the war, to have the freedoms that you have today to knock down statues because of the old poster ports, couldn't even get done in the victory march. Ironically, the uh, Chinese communists that went on to have the Malay conflict of the Malay Civil War, yeah, they were allowed to march, though. That was fine. Brexiteers or not, we would, should all be grateful for the sacrifice made by so few for so many. Without the two squadrons of plucky poles, it is eminently possible that we'll, there will be neither be a Britain nor an EU to vote out of. That was Bob Josh Meekins. Well, I like to finish it with just saying, you know what, in a world where everyone's offended, you know, I just said, like, earlier in the speech, I'm a little bit offended as well. I wanted to let you know about the proud, proud posters. They actually looked and they said, you know what, you little Nazi scums, the real fascists, how about you just fuck well off in hurricanes and they took them down. And then lo and behold, the people were like, yo, be your day. That's what they should have said. So that time we said it. Let the wrongs of the past be written right. And to the Polska pilots in the RAF during the Battle of Britain, we salute you.